You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers today. We are going to start with the um, the post-game calls. We only have four of them, so we'll rip through. Actually, it's going to be a short episode today because it's already getting late, but we're going to go through these four, then we'll go back up to the top. And because it's going to plan on this being a short episode, let's get started without wasting too much more time. Here we go. Hey, Ryan. Hey, hey Ron. What's up? Colin, Oakley, Wisconsin. Uh, why don't you just uh, comment on the finale of the preseason games? Yep. Uh, I think Jordan Love showed pretty much what you would hope to see overall. Obviously, there could be some better things. Sure. But there could certainly be a lot of worse scenarios where, you know, he threw a bunch of picks or just generally didn't get anything accomplished. I think it was nice to see him throw a couple touchdowns um, in the uh, in the preseason. And uh, today against the Seahawks, it was nice to see him get a field goal. And then even though he went three and out the next series, come back and lead a nice, I think it was like 78-yard uh, drive down the field. So I'm pretty satisfied with uh, with what I've seen in the preseason. And I'm just really, you know, excited to see him play and see the rest of the team. Um, the defense seemed pretty, uh, pretty good as well, obviously. So none of it matters once the regular season starts. Um it could all fall apart, and we've seen that happen before, but we've also seen it happen where, you know, promising players continue to be promising players. So I think we have a lot of uh, things to look forward to. And what's nice about this year as a Packers fan is that you kind of feel like it's a, it's a freebie year, you know? If yeah. the year ends up going well, it's kind of a bonus. Right, like, right. Well, we kind of expected it to be a little bit of a, you know, 
just letting young guys play. When was the last time you had no expectations of a Super Bowl going into a season? And I don't mean expectation like it has to happen, but like that is 100% the goal. I, I, I understand that's always the goal, but you get what I'm saying, right? When you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, even on a down year, even when you feel like, okay, we're not the best, and you started to feel that a couple years, like, but it was weird. It was weird that we weren't one of the top teams in those years, but we were still clearly a top 10 team, clearly a team that everybody knew could win a Super Bowl almost every single year, at least for Aaron Rodgers and many of the years under Brett Favre, if you just listen to the talking points in the media it was it was the packers are at least in the conversation if not the favorites to win the super bowl or favorites to be in the super bowl it's going to be packers colts it's going to be packers this it's going to be packers that um this year that's not a thing and of course that's the goal always but it kind of doesn't feel like it is like the goal i think for most of us is probably playoffs you know i mean it's going to be different for everybody um so yeah, you're right. I mean, th- this really is, and maybe that's part of the fun of it, is it, it's it's kind of like a free play. It's disappointing if you don't get any yards on it, but man, if you hit a home, if you hit a big play, that's just, that's fantastic. You know, nothing bad can really happen. Even if you take a massive sack, which would suck, it's like, well, whatever. It's, it's, the, the sack doesn't count. We're going to get, you know, the penalty or whatever. Um, there, 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 of course, is a situation where things suck, but but you're right. It's, it's, it's kind of like a free season. And if it's bad, we evaluate from there. Maybe we look at quarterbacks. I don't know. N- different defensive coordinators, whatever the problem is. But yeah, I mean, if, if, if it's good, then great. Freaking bonus. Hey, um, and if it ends up going well, that's even better. So I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a grace period for this young team. and um, I really like that, that our oldest players also, or like Aaron Jones and uh, EJ Dillon and some of these. They're not old. <laughs> we just don't really have old players on the team. Like, you know that one old guy who's like 29 and a half? That dude's, he's got to go, man. Jair Alexander. Some of these, these players that yeah. seem Jair who just got like off his rookie contract. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I, I just can't help but think that by the end of his time in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers was just more of a distraction yeah. than a uh, than a real leader on the team. Um, seemed like his battles with the organization were driving a lot of how he how he handled himself. And uh, I also just wanted to say I'm really proud of Brian Gutekunst for um, how he handled everything. One second, I'll call right back. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just just to get, I mean, look, we, we all have to acknowledge there are positives and negatives with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Anybody that says he was all negative is being spoiled and ungrateful. Anybody that says it was all positive is just sucking on the dude's toes for no reason. There's clearly negatives here. Negatives in his play style, negatives in his attitude, et cetera, et cetera. And I, and, I, and I think the, the biggest thing is you really feel, I mean, I, I never really knew whether to buy into the whole, like, things are going to change drastically, but I already can tell things are changing drastically, whether that's the scheme or how much we use motion or any of that. It, it doesn't, it's not, it's not that. It's, it's something you feel in the air. It's so funny. I watched that Jets game with Aaron Rodgers, 
And I'm telling you, that felt more like a Packer game than the Packer game. Packers games don't feel like Packers games. They just don't. There's just something different about it. There's there's a different feel. There's a different vibe to it. You watch that Packers game, and it's like the plays felt like Packers plays. You know, Aaron Rodgers obviously felt like Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's 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 already snipping at people and yelling at people and whatnot. Um, the throws, even like you you watch him and Garrett Wilson and the way he's like force feeding his number one wide receiver, and you know he's going to be doing that all year, and you know it's going to be successful. They're going to freaking destroy people. He's just going to force it into that guy. Um. It just felt like you were watching a Packer game. It's it's the the attitude, it's the demeanor, it's it's the environment. It's it's what we talked about before where it's like the expectations. And even though some of it's negative, it all just feels refreshing. And that isn't necessarily meant to be a, a negative on Rodgers. It's just you know, we we we've, we've done the same thing for a really 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 long time and it's fun to do something different. That might be a stupid way to approach it, but it just is. It's it's nice and it's fun and it's refreshing and it's exciting. New is exciting. New might be bad. Old was bad sometimes. Old was bad, you know, kind of a decent chunk of time, especially if you look at the heartbreaks in the postseason and obviously 2022 and a few other situations. Um, but I mean, yeah, I I I, I feel free to call in and chime in if you watch the packer i mean obviously you watch the packers games if you watch that jets game with aaron Rodgers, tell me if i'm lying did that not feel more like the packers than what we've been watching the way the packers are playing under matt lafleur seeing jordan run which i know Rodgers did that a while ago he doesn't do it as much anymore and even when he does you can tell he's kind of getting up in age watching a tight end get behind our quarterback and just push him on qb sneaks that wasn't happening with Rodgers. Even just the way the passes are happening, you know, I mean, when, when Jordan misses, he misses different than when Rodgers does. Rodgers missed passes. And maybe that's part of the frustration with Jordan is I see him miss and it's like, oh, what was that? But then you see Rodgers do it and it's just like, yeah, that's, that's normal. That's just a thing. It's probably the wide receiver's fault. You know, we like to play that game. Can't be Rodgers' fault. He never does anything wrong. Just everything's different. The good is different. The bad is different. The highs and the lows, the flow of the game. You know, there isn't, we, we, we get so used to the rhythm of an Aaron Rodgers team. Like I said, when things go bad, they spiral. That's not the way this team works, and it's weird. Like Usually we come out and just steamroll the living crap out of people, and then you hang on for dear life, trying not to lose the game, because that's usually what happens. You feel the team coming back, and it's like, oh no, here we go. Please don't do this! And I'm watching Packers games, and it's like, oh dude, what the heck was that? And then they get hotter and hotter and hotter, and then they're just, you know, kind of getting into the rhythm of things. Like, okay, I guess this is a thing. And then they do it again, like, and they do it again. I, I guess I guess this is just what we have to get used to. I don't know. It's like the Packers in the second quarter with Aaron Rodgers. For some reason, best second quarter team ever. No idea why. Kind of bad second half team. Not every single year, but you know what I mean? Like there's just it it just it just it's a it's a very different team in so many ways that I didn't expect. We got so hung up in in these things like are they going to run more? But you can just sit there and it just feels different. Everything about it is different. Such a weird thing. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to explain it other than I'm going to say it and hope that you resonate with it as I say it. Okay, so I was just saying that uh, I'm really happy and kind of proud of Brian Gutekunst for how he handled the whole Aaron Rodgers thing in a lot of ways. Obviously, uh, a lot of fans are kind of hot or cold on it, but... Yeah. Uh, I really think, in a lot of ways, he did some really um, outstanding things. And I think the biggest thing 
uh, is just standing up to Aaron Rodgers and not uh, not letting Aaron Rodgers steamroll him. Um, I, I'm always kind of surprised at how sensitive some of the fans are to to that kind of thing, where they start saying like, "Oh, well, Brian Gutekunst should just let Aaron Rodgers have whatever he wants, do whatever he wants. Right. They should just give him all the players he asked for. They, you know, basically." Well, they'll even go so far as to say, we chased him off. Well, how did we do that? Well, because we didn't cave to his demands, and his demands were stupid, but we should have caved anyways. Like, that's chasing somebody off. I mean, just think about this for a minute. Imagine your sister is dating someone, and you find out that this boyfriend is saying things like, you know, when I come home, I want dinner on the table. Why isn't my house clean? Things like that. And then after several years, he decides to leave her. Do you know how badly you'd want to punch somebody in the throat if they came along and said your sister chased him off for not being a good wife? Dude, you'd want to bust their skull. That's Aaron Rodgers. That's the situation we're in. That's, that's, that's it. Well, you didn't do what he wanted. I don't give a crap. You don't get to just make up random horrible demands, and then if they're not met, claim that the person who's not doing whatever you want somehow has slighted you, and you're going to leave, and it's their fault that you're leaving. No, sorry, that's not how that works. But that's a very common, very common thing. Like, Rogers left. Well, he was chased off. Oh, okay, he was, he was chased off. He was forced to leave because of the horrific abuses that were, uh, that were cast upon him. I, I understand. Um, and I guess what's funny about that to me is football is supposed to be a tough game, and you're supposed to be... You know, people always talk about, like, you could just get cut, they just give you a call, and you have no idea it's coming. It's like, you know, I thought that this game was supposed to be uh, a tough game, and yet when Brian Gutekunst is putting on his, uh, his hard hat going to work and standing up to Aaron Rodgers and basically saying, sorry... But, uh, no, then everyone, you know, everyone puts that blame at Brian Gutekunst's feet. Um, seems like, seems to me like he stood his ground and, uh, in a game that's all about, you know, toughness, I think that's admirable. Um, I don't, I don't understand where where that's not something to be respected, I guess. Well, you're right. And, and honestly, the only areas, in my opinion, where Gutekunst deserves some serious criticisms are those moments when he did cave to Aaron Rodgers. Right? When, when he flew out to California and groveled at his feet, that probably wasn't the best thing. When they gave him the big contract, when they went out and got Randall Cobb to meet his demands... And please do not try to tell me that that was not some kind of a demand. It absolutely was. It was contingent. That's why within five minutes of them coming to an agreement for Rodgers to come back, he literally flew out to Texas to get Randall. Like, freaking, of course, that trade was contingent. Those were the bad decisions. It was all the times when Brian Gutekunst did cave, but yet apparently somehow at the exact same time, he should have caved more because then Rodgers would want to stay. Which I don't even know if that's true, to be completely honest, because I don't think there's anything he could have done after drafting Jordan Love that would have made him okay. He, he's, he's just angry and he just hates you. He's going to make demands, and of course if you meet them, if you don't meet them, he's going to say that that's the reason he's upset. 
But the bottom line is he's upset no matter what. And I honestly don't, you know, that's the other thing is, that, well, you, you shouldn't have drafted Jordan Love because that's what chased him off. First of all, that's stupid. It's stupid to say it, first of all, especially considering the situation we're in. You, you're saying you'd rather not have Jordan Love right now? I don't know if he's going to be any good, but are, are you seriously saying that right now we'd be in a better situation if Jordan Love wasn't on the team? What, what, what is our alternative here? I guess, I guess what would happen is we continue to grovel massively to make sure Roger stays. Because again, I don't think that's the... He, he was disgruntled prior to Brian Gutekunst. The idea that he was so happy, and he put on the show too, about how, oh, he loved everybody that was prior to, and everybody was so great, and Gutekunst is a loser. Dude, things were not great, even prior to. In fact, I think that was a big part of the reason why Jordan Love was brought in. He's flirting with, uh, he's, he's kind of an older, disgruntled, flirting with uh, retirement quarterback. Of course you're going to look at quarterbacks. Anyways, we don't need to rehash this whole thing, but, but you're right. It's just, I understand people are angry. I, I guess I kind of don't. I was, I was going to try to find some kind of a thing here, but I think if we, if we ball it up into fear, fear of a, of a world without Aaron Rodgers, and just a complete lack of understanding that this man is not going to be playing football much longer, that he didn't even want to play football much longer. Again, I think, he, I think if we don't draft Jordan Love, he'd probably be retired right now. Jordan Love is what pushed him to those MVPs. It's what pushed him to continue to play to show that, you know, how stupid Brian Gutekunst was. And now he's off, off with the Jets because, again, of another chip on his shoulder. If he has no chip on his shoulder, dude, just retire. He would just retire. As, as soon as Devontae left, he just said, screw this place, I'm out of here. I'm retiring. Butterfly effect, man. You can't just tweak one thing from three, four years ago and assume everything's the same. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, whatever. Let, let people just sit there and wish that Jordan Love wasn't here. And, and that's just the universe that they can live in. We, we need to get these VR headset things going on where we can just live in these multiverses and just kind of live our own realities. And people can just live in a reality where Aaron Rodgers is still here. I'm sure AI will get to that point where you can recreate a football. It's like Madden, but it's more real. And you see Aaron Rodgers still a Packer. It's like, yeah, he didn't leave. It's great. We should just do that. And then we'll stop fighting with each other. Because it's like, hey, how you doing? Like, did you see the Packer game? Like, yeah, dude, Aaron Rodgers is great. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's not the quarterback. But yeah, dude, the quarterback was good. In my world, it was uh, Steve Buscemi is, is our quarterback. And he's super good. So that was that's how that went. Um... So, anyways, uh, really hope that uh, the Jets have a terrible season. Yeah, I really do, and I hope that the Packers have a phenomenal season. That'd be nice. And I'm just uh, Bears Lions Vikings. Yep. All right. Cool, man. Appreciate the call, Omar. Was actually, you know what? Uh, Sorry, Omar. Let's take a break right here. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. 
And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's going on? It's Omar the Firefighter. How you doing? What's going on? I just realized something. So I always call and say that because I know a lot of people sometimes just start talking and you don't know who's saying something and then you'd be like, damn, who said that? And you got to rewind. So it's real nice when people got their own uh, little sayings. So keep that going. Makes sense. By the way, by the way, I don't know the best way to do this, but I had an idea, and I'm going to run it past you. I'm sorry, Omar. I'm completely cutting you off, but you just you reminded me of this. What I would like to do, and I'm thinking about going to Twitter or Facebook or something, I would like for everybody to give me descriptions of what you think people look like, right? So we got Omar the firefighter, and I want AI to create sort of these avatars. And I'm going to create a like a collage and it's going to be all the callers at least you know as many as we can come up with obviously there's some like again omar the firefighter is he's a firefighter so that helps we got joe the janitor that helps and obviously we know a ton about him because he tells us all about him himself you know nate's been pretty calm lately but you kind of get into being a little bit more hostile you know i don't know you and again you tell me what you think they kind of look like. Try to keep it civil, though. Let's not be impolite. I just think it, I think that'd be freaking hilarious. And then we can have AI recreate what we think these people... Even though, even if you kind of know what they look like. Some of them I've seen on social media and whatnot. I just think that'd be... Dakota, that nerd, he's from the South, calls himself a nerd. Come on, man. You know how good that would be? What else we got? Thomas Austin, I mean, we know what he looks like, but what I'm saying is, give me some adjectives and let's see what happens. Trucker Bob. I mean, come on. Jersey Mike? Uh, Steve up in Alaska with the big old beard and an axe, you know? I mean, I can do it by myself. I just think it'd be fun if everybody else contributed. Gave me some thoughts in terms of, like, age. I don't know what else. But just, you know, let's narrow it down. What, what, are they, what, what do you envision? You know? You could have so much fun with that. And these AI things have, have gotten so much better you can edit all these things now it's it's crazy i I really want to do it i just don't know the best way to do it but we're 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 gonna do it so there you go and i think what i might do is put like a little packernet after dark thing on that way i can i can give it to you 
and this will be your official Packernet After Dark badge. Actually, I could probably save it in my contacts and it'll pop up. That'd be freaking hilarious. If you guys want to put it on social media, I'm not saying you have to, but that would be, I don't know, just be glorious. Anyways, I apologize. Omar, take it away. All right. Uh, about the game, about the game, I'm just be real quick. I appreciate the growth for the kicker. I also know he's going to mess up, but he leaves confidence yeah. that he can do his daggone job. So I'm going to give him, you know, a thumbs up on that. Also, Maliki made the, uh, the team. Yes. He was, I couldn't tell it was, it, it was, it wasn't Dobbs. He was catching damn near everything. Yeah. So I, he gets a thumbs up as well. Um, and I would say the offensive line, for the most part as a whole, will get, uh, a thumbs up. And Jordan loves scrambling the building. Alright. So, thumbs, thumbs down. Not, you know, that I'm hating on him, but, uh, Wilson running back, he kind of like proves. I think it was more like the line didn't have holes for him, but he is definitely a practice squad player. Um, I don't think he's going to get stolen. If he would have had like a 100 yard game this game, I would have thought he would have got stolen, but I think he's going to make the practice squad. I already know Taylor going to make the practice squad because he's on there last year and nobody took him. So he's the key. The only thing about Taylor is you know who he's going to get. He's never going to be any better. So I don't mind just going into season with two running backs. Um, but uh, I didn't like that we kept our offense on the field for so long. I know nothing's going to be perfect. I understand that. But, it, you know, we were going against, like, some of their starters, and and I kind of was like, well, dang, we, you know, we should try to get a score, a deep score. We're still not really connecting on those deep passes. So I feel like a lot of teams are going to play us up close, but they'll give us opportunities. So I hope I'll do it on that. I'm not going to hate on Jordan Love. He didn't turn the ball over, so I'm fine with that. So I'm just, just it is what it is. Um, who do you think, or I should say who, but what position do you think we should maybe steal from somebody else's practice? Yeah. Ball? If you go pick a position, what is that you think we should take from another team? It doesn't matter the team, just in general. Like what position do you think what we can say that you would take from another team? And then what position did you think somebody would take from us? So that would be my question. All right, go back, go. God bless so I actually talked about this on tomorrow's podcast. Um, the number one that immediately stands out is tight end. I give some names for that. I think offensive line, not tackle obviously, but interior, um, is worth considering either as a 10th offensive lineman or maybe, you know, we'll see what happens with, you know, some talk about potentially Royce getting moved. I know it seems like he's untradeable, but we traded Cole Van Lannen last year. Dude's never done anything in his life. He didn't do anything for us. So Royce played an entire season and, and you know, wasn't the worst. I, I think it's a possibility. Um, potentially defensive line. If we're not massively impressed with Jonathan Ford, I think that might be hard to find somebody, but it, it's an option. Um, and then what else did I say? That might be it. Those are kind of the big ones I think that stood out to me. As far as what might get stolen from us... One of the things I talked about, and I'll save it for tomorrow, but pieces that we could potentially trade. But you said specifically stolen. I mean, look, Brenton Cox is right there. I know most people are like, there's no way he's going to be on the 53. Fine. But that would be somebody to keep an eye on. Um, maybe somebody like Shamar, if he gets waived, 
clearly one of the punters would be an option, whether that's Broughton Hatcher or Pat O'Donnell. Good chance to get picked up. Um, who else? Ballantyne, I think he's on the 53, but if not, that could be an option. Caleb Jones, possibly. I don't think so, but maybe. Um, and then if Samori Turi were to get waived, that would be an option, but I, I think if we were going to move on, we would explore other options, if you know what I'm saying. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Uh, and then Emmanuel Wilson would be an option if he were to get waived. Again, I don't think, I think he clears waivers, but um, he's obviously had a really good preseason and it, it's possible somebody would want to snag him. You know, it's funny. I just said Nate has been really calm. He hasn't been like screaming and swearing and stuff. And I click on it and I see Google's got like all the F star, 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 star down there. So it's like, oh, here we go. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Nate the Great is back. Hey, Ryan, it's Nate. Hey, man. Um, I haven't been uh, calling in too much lately, That's but right, I bro. did have a couple things to say from the last preseason game. Sure. Um, two things, I know a lot of people are probably being pretty positive, so I want to come in with two concerns that I had. Makes sense. What's up? Um, one of which um, is the shoulder tackle that Jonathan Owens threw. Uh, technically, he, he did get get the running back down. I don't even know who the running back was at that point, but I don't even know if I noticed. I don't, I, I don't want to see shoulder tackling. We've I had that it. trouble for decades um, at this point. So um, no, just, just no, Jonathan, you tackle by wrapping up. That's what they teach you in Wee football. So just no, I don't want to see that anymore. Two, how many times is Matt LaFleur going to tell us to stop doing the, the <laughs> wave when we're on offense? please, Please stop. Don't do it. I don't care if it's tradition. It's a stupid f***ing tradition. Stop it. Do it on defense. It's not hard. It's not a hard concept. Loud defense, quiet offense. Do I need to use small words for you f***ing morons? Anyway, go back home. You know, I was, I've been thinking about The only thing I can think is it, it's got to be one of two things. Number one, you've got People that are generally not aware, and these could come in two camps. Number one, people that are kind of casual fans, like they're not on Packers Twitter. They're on Instagram looking at food photos, you know. A mom and a dad take their three kids because they think it'd be a fun outing. They don't know. But at the same time, they wouldn't know to start the wave. They're just obviously going to participate in it because they don't know better. More likely is the second group that doesn't know even though that's obviously stupid, but let's let's just say they're not on social media and they're not listening to podcasts and stuff. Probably because they're old, right? They're not on Twitter. They might be on Facebook, which is hilarious to me that that's like an old person thing because I was in college when that came out, but it's apparently an old person thing. But they just don't know. Even though it's on the Jumbotron, apparently Jordan Love saying, stop doing the wave when we're on offense. I don't know. But then there's the the third thing, which is pretty much targeted at that same group that we're going to pretend doesn't know, but probably does know, and it comes in with entitlement. It's the same people that tell you to sit down because you standing up to enjoy a football game is not allowed because I don't feel like standing, so you have to sit. It's the same people that do not make noise, they don't stand, they don't scream, they don't cheer, cheer. maybe in a big fourth down situation they'll make a little bit of noise, but probably not. They're the same ones that probably feel entitled to do this fun thing that we do here at football games. Yay, it's the wave. And yes, they probably have heard. 
that you're not supposed to do it, and they don't care because what they care about is tradition. I've been here since 52, and we've done the wave, and these young kids aren't going to come in here and tell me I can't do it. They can play football while we're doing the wave. It's not a big deal. It's stuff like that. I really can't think of too many other situations where the wave would be happening while we're on offense, or at all for that matter, but why it would be happening on offense. I don't understand. I don't have too many other theories. I mean, honestly, I think we need to go back and, and watch the tape and see who started. I mean, who's starting this? Somebody has to rally the group. Somebody is standing up and yelling, come on, guys, let's start the wave. Ready? One, two, three. And then everybody stands up. Oh, that wasn't good. Because it takes multiple tries, right? Because we got to start it. And then the people next to us, come on, guys, let's go. And you, you've seen it, right? You've seen people try to rally people to do the wave. Come on, everybody up. One, two, three. And rather than telling them, no, shut up, stupid, and sit down, there's a football game happening. They do it. Here's here's one final thing that came to my mind. You have people that start doing that, you know, rallying everybody like, one, two, three, let's go. And they do it during timeouts, commercial breaks, etc. Because it's, you know, there's nothing going on. And some people, let's say the family with their kids, don't know better that you're supposed to stop. Because the wave doesn't stop, man. It just goes. And people get more and more excited. Like, keep it going, keep it going. So there's probably a lot of people who are like, hey, we did it during the commercial or halftime. Like, let's let's not do that anymore because it's hard to stop the wave sometimes you get it started you can't control that thing anymore you don't get to say all right let's stop you get to start it you don't get to stop it so that kind of goes to your other point which is where you said it's a stupid tradition i don't mind the wave but for that reason alone let's just not do it anymore let's not do it i get it it's like oh yeah it looks like a wave look at that's crazy wow but for crying out loud how 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 interesting is it (laughs) Seriously. Wow, yeah. And again, look, do, do I think it's really that big of a deal? I, I kind of don't. I mean, making noise on offense is probably a big deal. The wave, is it is it distracting? Uh, I, I can't imagine it's that big of a distraction. The biggest reason it's annoying is probably, one, in part due to the noise, but two, do you realize there's a football game on? I can't, like, I know it doesn't take much of your attention, but you got to be looking over, like, here it comes, here it comes, here, oh, 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 ah. Dude, watch the game. Is it that boring to you? I don't know. It's almost like there's there's two kinds of people. There's there's really intense football people that are 100,000% involved in the game to where if somebody walks in the room and they're like, hey, I got to tell you something during a football play, it's like, I'm going to punch you through a wall. Don't talk to me. And then when the play's over, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. What, what, what did you say? Say it quickly because there's another play coming. I just, I can't. I get a little crazy sometimes when you interrupt me during a play. And then there's people who are very casual about it. And for some reason, all the casual people go to the stadium. And, and maybe that kind of makes sense because it's, you know, the football game itself is not entertainment enough. Like we want the stadium and all the cool stuff and the concessions and oh, it's amazing. Look at the state. Look at the look at the crowd. Look at the players out there. Look at 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 look at. I don't need I don't need any of that. I just want to see the football game. Maybe. maybe I don't know. We're, we're, we're getting deep into the weeds of the psychology here, of why people at the stadium are not quite getting it. And it's a preseason game, but it, it, it makes you a little bit nervous about, like, come on, man, we can't be doing this, you know, during the regular season. Just can't happen. And honestly, it's just embarrassing as a fan base. You got the this dummy for the Chicago Bears saying the Packers fans are the dumbest fans on, on planet Earth. And it's like, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. And you find some studies that say the opposite or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But but then you see stuff like that, and it's like, dude, are we the dumbest fan base? 
Like, tell me there's a bunch of other fan bases doing this. There's got to be. Please tell me there's other fan bases making noise and doing the wave while we're on offense. And this is a human thing, not a Packer fan thing. And as far as I know, it's just a Packer fan thing. Oh, like, at, at least tell me, like, like the Cardinals games. They probably don't have enough people in the stands to do the wave. But at least tell me they're not engaged in the game. If they're able to pay attention to that garbage football team better than we are, oh, that's painful. I mean, there are certain times where I'm, I'm just so befuddled that I, I wish we would just stop the game. I wish we had the power to stop the game and go through the audience and just talk to everybody and say, please explain this to me. Like, I, so you chose to do this. Tell me why. I'm not even mad. I just need to know so that we can either fix it or, or I, 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 because I just can't fathom what's going on here. And, and look, if we go through and it's just most people saying, like, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know we weren't supposed to do this. this is my first game. And there's a ton of first timers and a bunch of other people that just don't know better. A bunch of other people that just don't care. I don't know. But I would just love to see a breakdown of the demographics or something just to see. I just want to know a little bit of like an exit survey. Guys, please tell me why you're doing this. Explain to me why you're doing this. And, and do that, I, I just want to do that for everything. You did the wave, why? You're, you're yelling out when we're on offense, why? You're quiet on defense, why? Why are, why, are you not, why are you choosing to sit there quietly? Are you embarrassed? Is it because nobody else is making noise and you need other people to do it? Like, that's fine, I get it. I wasn't super keen on that either. I didn't like it. But you know what, at the end of the day, I didn't care. I mean, I did, that's kind of the point. But it's like, yeah, I just, I did it anyways. Because at the end of the day, I know I'm right. So I, I sat when it was second down, but I still made a bunch of noise. And then on third down, I shot up, even though everybody else decided to wait until the last possible freaking second to stand up and then make noise when it's already too late. It's third down, second down ended, it's third down, I'm standing up. You, I dare you to tell me to sit. Nobody did. You know, it's, 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 just, it's fine, I get it. So we, we need more people getting other people rallied, you know? We need to get the drunk people that don't care to get the self-conscious nervous people who are sober to, to, to join in. But man, I just, I, I really wish like Matt LaFleur would actually, rather than just turning around, waving his arms, like just stop the game, grab a microphone and say, you know, I'm trying to hold back my Nate words here. For frig's sake, what is wrong with you? Like, don't go to the podium because they're probably not watching it. Don't wave your arms because they can't see you. Stand in the middle, maybe halftime. Say, I want a mic at halftime, because some people are going to leave fine. I don't care. Go to the middle, grab the microphone, address the crowd. Listen to me. Listen to me. No more wave. No more. Do not do it. You're going to cause us to lose. It's not that entertaining. It's not funny. It's not cute. It's stupid. Stop doing it. When we're on offense, shut up. If you want to talk, you should have stayed home in your living room. Then you could have talked about what you guys did on Saturday while there's a football game going on. You can do that from your kitchen. And if you don't feel like cheering and you're going to sit on your hands when we're on defense, you should have stayed home. Of course, he's not going to do that because these are paying customers. But still, at the very least, you have to t just just so that they know. And that's one of the biggest things. I'm going to tell you and make sure that you know. That way, if you do it, you, I know you're doing it because you're a D-bag, period. Like, you're just a freaking scumbag. You, you have been told now that this is the wrong thing to do and it is detrimental to our football team and you're choosing to do it anyways. Being quiet when we're on defense is not great, but at the very at the same time, some people, they're just not comfortable with it. 
whatever. Don't know why you're there, but I guess you like the scenery better. I don't know. I don't like going to games anyway, so I don't really understand it, but a lot of people like it, whatever. But choosing to make noise on offense, that is wildly inexcusable. Anyways, four calls is all it's going to be. I got to get out of here. It's 10 o'clock right now. I got to get this uploaded. You guys have a good rest of your day. Um, I'll work on getting... You don't have to call in because I don't want to get inundated with, like, I think this guy has gray hair. Like, just, just, let's just chill. I'll put together like a little survey thing or something and you can fill in some, fill in the answers and we'll, we'll just see how it goes. Have a good night. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.